0: It's episode 68 of the Pete Primo Show. Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. And sorry, we are getting a late start today. It was 100% Steve's fault. Uh, Not mine, actually. I just fib. It was my fault. It was my computer's fault, actually. I'm sure you can identify. Anyway, we have a great store, uh, a great uh, show for you. The second store blues. Can you identify? And before we get going with that, Steve, I'm going to pay the bills real quick and then I'm going to bring you on. If you haven't bought my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? 101 tips for furniture and mattress stores to sell another million this year. And it's actually more than that. There's 101 chapters and in each chapter, there's at least one idea. Sometimes there's four or five ideas in each small chapter. Anyway, I want to say thank you, Steve, for sponsoring my show, The Mattress Industry Network. We are almost, Steve, are we at 1,400 yet or not? Um, 1,400, I think. We are at 1,400 or close. If you haven't joined our group, you need to. 1,379. Um, 1,379. So, guys, let's do this. Everybody that's listening, that's in the group. Hey, everybody who's in, in all the cool kids got sell a million. <laughs> there it is. Do you guys see that? Take a picture and send in your request to join our Facebook group. It is a group run by retailers for the entire mattress industry. And since Steve is sponsoring me and I normally do the commercial for him, Who better to speak about it than Steve? Steve, tell us about the Mattress Industry Network Group, how it started, and who it's for.
1: So if you sling rectangles in any shape or form, I guess, if you sling rectangles in any shape, they are still rectangle. But any size, how about that? No. So if you are in the mattress industry uh, at all, whether you're a manufacturer, sales rep, um, exec, store owner, employee, delivery driver, join the group. So everybody can benefit from best practices. Um, you know, feel free to ask questions
0: and I mean, we will help you in any way we can. Hey, Keith Burrell, thanks for saying hi and, uh, make sure you share with all your friends to join the Mattress Industry Network group. I know that you're in there. And uh, Keith is my former boss at Protect the Bed. So Keith is, does great. I owe things. you,
1: Keith. I I will complete the paperwork.
0: <laughs> Steve, why did you open up a second store right now? Labor's tough. Everything's tough. There's inflation. There's all kinds of things going on. Why oh why did you do it, my friend? It's not a why. It's kind of a. Why
1: not? Right. I mean, I if I had to, if I had to choose, of course, this isn't the best time, but it's not the worst time. Um, labor is probably the most difficult. I mean, even in this second store, we'll be closed one day a week because of labor uh, at the moment. But man, it's the competition is getting tougher, and if we don't get closer to the customer, then. Uh, we lose them. So it's really um, self-preservation, not as much anything else. It's self-preservation.
0: Well, that's very instructive uh, to stores that are considering a second store. And so it's not strictly an offensive play. It's a defensive play as well. So we, we have a
1: competitor that's been aggressive in the last few years and they decided to open stores around me and they're taking the mattress firm playbook, former mattress firm employees. So continue down that path because I remember uh, mattress firm went bankrupt and I will force you into bankruptcy too, if I can. Um, so it was really, Hey, I got to protect the side of town. So nobody had expanded out here yet. And it, the growth opportunity is very limited because commercial real estate on this side of town is very tight and I saw an opportunity location I've been eyeing for about three and a half years and uh, it was the last space available and I just I had to I had to take it it looked like you had to do a little work Steve a little is probably underestimated Um we're we're behind about, what's today? The 18th, we're behind about 18 days. We should have opened the 1st of April, but thanks to uh setback from my electrical contractor, um, some shipping on some flooring, um, some shipping on some mattresses. Uh, we are, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'll put the open sign up.
0: Yep. so let you know what I'm thinking. Let's just play the uh, the video that we have, so everybody can see uh, where this build out started from and kind of what you did. And we can play it with or without music. Let's play it without, and you do the you you kind of give the commentary. So as you can see, this building, the
1: last occupant was uh, Radio Shack. Okay. So it has been vacant for about seven years, six, seven mm-hmm. years. And uh, so we had to tear out all the old shelving. Um, I decided to go with the black ceiling. I really wanted to experiment with this black ceiling. Um, note to self, um, as you can see, painting it black, man, you know how many coats of black paint, even after I primered it, it took a lot of black paint. So Okay. Is about fifteen gallons of paint on that ceiling? <laughs> wow! Oh, it's it's ridiculous, and this isn't a huge space. So, and then of course we did all of our lighting. That's the electrical that held me up. Um, try painting in the dark; it's very difficult. Um, so you end up missing a lot of spots because you know I'm I'm doing the construction after I close my other store, right? So, and then you know course my boys, my wife, everybody got in the the work on the flooring. So thanks to uh Costco for delaying my flooring for a week, but hey, they saved me a few thousand dollars. Oh okay. Well we'll take that. Oh man it, it, it is it, this it, uh
0: twenty five hundred or three thousand
1: so this I mean showroom space we're about 1,800 is all a- in this 18, room. 1,800. Okay, good. Um, I've got some storage in the back. So I think total, we're about 2,400 square feet. So also okay. the experiment to see how many beds I can pare down into a small <laughs> showroom. And that's probably why the mattresses were delayed is because that's the most difficult decisions I had to make is what do we put on the floor? Right. When you're used to selling 50, you can put just about anything on the floor to experiment with it. Sure. When you, when you can only put down 25, yeah. it you know, you got you you have to have the nose, right? I mean, people say, well, just pick the best selling beds. Well, you can't. Right. You I mean, you have to have the beds that help people choose the right one. Right. Exactly. So those are my two boys.
0: Awesome. So, based on everything, you're still not quite open. When do you anticipate being open?
1: Literally, we plan on putting the open sign up as soon as I get done here. Okay.
0: So, today. Today. So, time will tell. So, were you able to find somebody to run the store?
1: So, I was fortunate.
0: We, uh,
1: well, Nobody else runs my business, Pete, ever. So I will run the store, um, but I do have somebody work for me. Um, I was fortunate to find somebody at church that had some experience in sales, not in the mattress industry, but, um, you know, cars, RVs. And uh, so snagged him and hopefully...
0: It's the right choice. Time will tell; it always does.
1: Yeah, now, not, how, how, not
0: how plans? You know, how far away is this from your other store? So, as of this morning,
1: I left the other store. It's about fifteen minutes um, getting here from the other store, jumping on the freeway. So, that was the you know the next difficult thing when you look at a location is. Oh, excuse me. How, uh, how close is too close and how far is too far? Right. Exactly. And, uh, it worked out that this is a side of town. We sell some over here, but we haven't, um, uh, we are not probably have not been the number one mattress company over here because everybody that lives on this side of town has to jump on the freeway to come see me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have to drive by, you know Denver mattress mattress firm, all the you know Macy's, JC Pennies, they have to drive by everybody to get to me. Um, so now we will show up first on Google and hopefully they stop here first and save the trip across town.
0: Well, and that's one of the areas where you have been uh, tremendous. Um, you you have figured out Google, probably the best of any smaller retailer that I've seen. And that is uh, literally a a giant killer. Um, w- Later on, when I read the chapter I'm no. going to read. Oh, no, I got the chapter picked out. Oh, do you? What, what chapter you got picked out? Which one? Number 84. 84. Let me see. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, and appropriate the day after Easter, huh? Okay. So forget about the chapter. Well, you know what? Then I can actually go into it. Because I will I I will let you go ahead and do that. But this is what I wanted to say to everybody. And I'll say it to them early because you're the guest and you're gonna read your chapter you want to. But for those of you who have my book. Page 109, chapter 74. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I'm deferring to Steve on that. But I'm just going to read the very last paragraph because this is important. Earlier, I talked about the power of masterminds. If you own a store, you should belong to an industry mastermind and a marketing mastermind. Nothing could be more valuable than sharing ideas with smart, capable people. You have anything to say about that, or do I have to dunk the ball too? I gave you a layup shot.
1: You did give me a layup, so we are uh, going to season two of the Mattress Minds, a play on Masterminds. So, if you are interested in joining our group, uh, please reach out to me uh, via Facebook um, because we do have some some openings. Um, yeah, I mean. It's been season one was awesome. I think everybody made made some additional money thanks to it, and uh, that's kind of how we we're looking to build value, but also to get in depth on some uh, more important issues, right? Some things that we can't quite discuss in our in our industry group, or maybe some things that you know are. Not something that's even relevant to the mattress industry, but as a business owner or a, you know a rep, so everybody brings something to the table, and we ask a a little bit of everybody. And it's twelve weeks. Uh, first week is an intro. Last week is a recap, and we cover ten topics in the middle. And we open the group to ten people. We have about half full. And we're starting in a couple of weeks. So, again, uh, we have a lot of interest. I think I've had like uh, more more people interested than than we have space. But
0: uh, we're being selective. So, if you're interested, uh, reach out to me. Yeah, the chemistry on the masterminds is very very important. I've been involved in uh, several masterminds over the years, and they are extraordinary. Uh, extraordinarily valuable. I got a big kick out of the fact that Randy and Stu were in the first mastermind and uh, Stu really got out a lot of of value, uh, made the trek to Ohio to spend some time with Randy and Randy uh, has helped him increase his, uh, his adjustable bed sales immediately, so... That's a great example of of what the masterminds for. I mean, it's it's in addition to just raw knowledge, it is camaraderie. It is people meeting people and creating a community. And what will happen is the this initial group of ten, Will form their own little community, and if they're smart, they'll stay in touch with each other and they'll continue to help each other grow. And listen, other people can try to identify with what a store owner goes through, but unless you're a store owner, you don't know what it feels like uh, on an emotional level. You can try to get there, but nobody understands it. Um, you get pushed and pulled in so many directions, Steve, and. You have to wear so many hats. And, and, and what a lot of people don't appreciate about store owners is they literally can be the receptionist. Uh, they can be the janitor. They can be the delivery person. They can be everything that they have to be. I was at a store and uh, the owner was jumping on the truck and he was 65 years old and he didn't want to jump on the truck, but he owns the business. And at the end of the day, you are responsible for executing uh, customer service at the highest degree. And if you don't, um, you're not going to get repeat business. You're not going to get referrals. You're not going to get five-star on uh, online reviews. You're not going to get the referrals and the testimonials that you need to grow your business with. And uh, so... I highly recommend this mastermind and uh, the, some of the stories that have leaked out about it are very, very encouraging. And Steve, thank you for, for doing that.
1: Oh, you know, so you mentioned Randy and, and Stu, right? Complete opposite ends of the spectrum of (laughs) the mattress world to say, I mean, both own mattress stores. Um, on varying levels, right? I mean, here you got Randy, who's uh this old guy been in the business 35 years. Um, and then you got Stu, relatively newer to the industry, you know, five years in the industry, um, growing from a a different perspective of the, you know, the mattress industry. Um meeting up in Ohio over a beer and I think Ohio, I don't know where Randy's at. Vanward, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Customer years, Pete. Yes. All right. So yeah, you got those two uh, meeting up over a beer and Randy teaching the tools of the trade that have, you know, made him successful for 35 years. So um, interesting meetup. I mean, Also, we all met up in, uh, in Las Vegas and in, uh, uh, at Nationwide. So great opportunity to have actual people to hang out with when you go to Nationwide or, or, you know, you're, you're not kind of in it by yourself. So also a good reason to join, build those friendships. Also, I mean, that experience, right? Randy brings something to the table. Um, that I can't teach. Um, maybe I can. I don't, I have not, I've been through his teaching now. So I know as well. Uh, but also, I know Randy's flying into, you know, Macon, Georgia, and he's seeing another one of our our mattress mine uh, members. So, and Randy will be back for season two, as will Stu. So if you just want to hang out with Stu and Randy for an hour a week, um,
0: it's worth it just for that.
1: I mean, it's entertainment,
0: and <laughs> right. I promise to keep you entertained. <laughs> Will they see your tattoos? That's the question. So yeah, I mean,
1: at some point, right? I mean, I, if you see me in person, you can't help but—I I mean, I can't believe Chris was standing and showed. So I got two new ones, right? So. That's your babies. Yes. So, Chris was saying he
0: couldn't believe you didn't know about my tattoos already. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Forgive me. So I let's get keep... six of the seven
1: on my arm. Nice. So and you my need tattoo a... artist assures me there's room for three more.
0: Oh boy. Okay. Enough said with that. So, uh, I'm not going to ask the next question I was going to ask because you're already looking for the next placement. So, I the question is answered. Well, we do have one on the way. So. <laughs> you always have one on the way, Steve. As long as I've known you, you've had one on the way. Uh, so, listen. Second Store Blues. Let's give some... some, some some of our uh, uh, our store owners out there that are thinking about a, se- uh, a second store, let's give them some advice and help them avoid some pitfalls and and let's just start at the very beginning. you know how is it that you know that you need to do a second store? Was it based on uh, volume, profitability? Uh, we dove into it a little bit. Or was it just strictly for you, a defensive maneuver? So, I mean, it's always
1: an offensive, right? I mean, I I had to turn it into a defensive maneuver. But really, I mean, we can look at our, our demographics of who we're selling to and we can match uh, areas of the community. And then we can look and say, all right, why are we not capitalizing on that? Area of the community, and we know um, just how Google drives traffic for us, uh, what we were missing, and where I needed to go. So I had two, two options, two places to go. Uh, one was affordable, one wasn't. So we went with the affordable uh, smart choice. And I mean, that's really what drove us to this side of town. Again, I've been eyeing this side of town for Three and a half years. I just didn't have the stones to do it. I mean, I'm a been busy. I've there's lots of excuses, um, but reality is is it it does take an extreme amount of time. I think I went a month we before we took Wednesday off to get a tattoo. I mean, I was working a month and a half right straight. Yeah,
0: yeah. So. You spend a lot of time analyzing Google, right? Hey Patrick, how are you? Patrick so, is is morning. amazing. To Jenny. I, I don't have
1: your books at the new store. I was kind, I brought Pete's because Pete's book
0: travels everywhere with me. Oh, that's awesome. No, no. I'm but, uh, where I got I, Pets books that are in the back. So Anybody that wants to know about sales negotiation, prospecting, or consultative selling, uh, Patrick's got three books that you guys should get.
1: And if you're looking at a new location, uh, you should be looking at how to negotiate. Right. Yes. Well, you want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm fortunate that this is not my first rodeo uh, into this new location. I mean, I've had multiple locations and multiple businesses, so I'm I'm very fortunate to know what to expect when you're looking at opening a store. But probably, uh, I get a lot of questions from salespeople that are looking at transitioning to the ownership uh, role. And I will tell you, it is when you... Everybody thinks they can do this for super cheap and, you know... Eight years ago, I got into this business with 7,500 bucks. Um, I, I couldn't do that today. No, no, you could not. And, and the biggest reasons why is, I mean, advertising was far cheaper back then. Yeah. Even when we were looking at, you know, Facebook advertising and Craigslist was free. And I mean, there was, it was just a, a lot different. Um, even Google, I mean, the competition from the online uh, mattress companies have driven up the cost per click. So, right. I mean, it's the world of advertising has changed how much you could get into this business for. Also, I mean, the price of mattresses, right? I mean, right. I mean, I got into this business when Corsicana was cheap and easy, and they're neither now. It, and uh, <laughs> it, I mean, and you could also I mean, you could always have the the value sell when you were selling Corsicana. I mean, I mean, for five years, I had the same mattress for two hundred ninety nine dollars, and I can tell you, I mean, far and away, you weren't going to get a better bed for two ninety nine right. than from them, but. To make the same amount of money I was making off that $299 bed, it'd have to sell for $499 today. And it's not a $499 bed.
0: No, 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 it's not. Patrick said, thank you, Steve. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you, Patrick, for saying my book is great. Your books are great too, sir. Um, So you couldn't do it today. So your vendors, you know, on a previous show... I think it's like two, three shows ago uh that we did. So I mean it's like 20 or 30 episodes ago. Um you had you had mentioned in the middle of this uh whatever the heck you want to call what we went through in the last couple of years, that there was gonna be a shaking up of the of vendors based on their performance uh, during some difficult times. Has that indeed happened at, with your new location? Are there vendors on the store uh, on, on the, on are there vendors on your second floor uh, st- stores floor that you did not do business um, with two or three years ago? And are there vendors that you did business with two or three years ago that are not on, on, on the floor now.
1: Oh, I mean, number one, right? I mean, of course, the can is out. Okay.
0: Uh, based on performance.
1: Based on, I mean, we can go back to COVID. I mean, it was, I mean, they screwed the pooch in a million in one ways. So, I mean, the fact that really... We haven't seen them in bankruptcy yet, really surprises about 90% of the industry, right? And especially the retailers that have dropped them. I, I don't know anybody today that's carrying Corsicana that was carrying them two years ago, not one. Yeah. So I don't either they're making up all their money with these, you know, by appointment business models or, or they're suffering somehow. So, um, I'm, you know, Michael Thompson, I, I genuinely liked Mike. Um, He was, you know, I spent some good time with him uh, when they first came on to Nationwide a few years ago. And I, Mike, I unfortunately, um, hopefully his retirement was by choice, like it's led to, you know, but we can, we can think of, uh, man, that guy made some really bad hiring decisions in my opinion, and they're still there, right? So, the people that screwed the company over are still there. So, until that company flushes those people, um, that company will stay where where it's at. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes from there. Yep. I
0: mean, so any...
1: Honest take on that one company, right?
0: Yeah. So, Steve, how do you really feel about it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean...
1: Granted, uh, I mean, I've done hundreds of thousands of dollars in business with Corsicana, yeah, uh, in particular, and I mean, granted, my model has also shifted over the years uh, sure. away from that. Stack them deep, sell them cheap. Um, but uh, betting industries of America is that proper?
0: Is that yes. the- Yeah, I noticed you have. Uh- you so have lifetime got, on your floor now.
1: I've got the lifetime models on my floor,
0: and lifetime was a huge hit at my open house, and it was a, and there was only two models in the back at the uh, Vegas show, and everybody that laid on them, everybody that heard the story, you know,
1: there, was, there was four in Vegas.
0: Were there four in Vegas? Yeah, the two roll packs and the two non-roll packs. Oh no, 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 not not in Vegas. I misspoke. Thanks for catching me. Uh, high point. There was oh, right. only two in high point, but everybody that has seen those beds and understands what those beds represent, uh, you know, and what they do more importantly for the consumer, uh, just ha- have fallen in love with them. Um, so I was very glad to look at your pictures and go, Hey, that looks familiar. That's, and, you know, it's brand new to me. Uh, you know, I, we were mostly focused on selling Englander before um, Stu and his family, you know, bought Ed out, which was, has been like an absolute godsend to me. Nothing against Ed. Ed did a great job and his family did a great job. But uh, what's happened for us in the last two months has been extraordinary. And uh, I love those beds. I love the story behind those beds. Uh, so that's an example of somebody maybe you weren't doing business with three years ago, right? So, in, and we really forced,
1: uh, you know, we we pushed to get them here as quick as possible. So, I mean, it they were part of the the push to get new models that I really when I opened, I really wanted to have those two beds on the floor. Yep. In particular. And I took the roll pack edition because. Uh, storage is limited for me. Sure, so I really, really, really wanted them, uh, and it opened, uh, I think, a good relationship. Spent a good amount of time with Steve, um, in Vegas, and good. in and at Nationwide. Uh, probably one of my favorite guys in the industry. Next, to Steve. Absolutely, season.
0: absolutely. Uh, smart, I love Steve. Smart, Curry. smart
1: guy. Yeah, um, insanely really smart. Brings a lot to the industry. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, man, they're building some value. I mean, yeah. you want to talk, talk about real value. I mean, that bed, that lifetime bed, at where it's going to retail, at least on my floor, um, it's hands down the best bang for the buck you can get.
0: Yeah, there's... there's if you
1: look there's, at those sexy Hemingway beds, I don't have that yet. That's the the next stop. Um, Hemingway.
0: Hemingway is hot. I mean, I, I would say that Hemingway was more widely received than Lifetime, but Lifetime was extremely well received. Uh, both are home runs, and
1: I, Lifetime I th- serves a purpose, right? I mean, that's the probably where the majority of the customers are going to be price wise. Sure. And also, I mean, it solves the nagging old lady asking if you can flip the bed. Uh, right. You know, uh, but those, it, Hemingway, it, it, those Hemingway beds are just, they're beautiful. I mean, when I was in Vegas, we laid on, I mean, I visited a lot of high-end showrooms, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of high-end showrooms. And I can tell you, you know, it easily competes with ten, fifteen dollars $15,000 beds, feel-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when we look at the quality of ingredients, very similar. So, yeah. Probably the only difference would be the number of man hours involved in, in building them.
0: Steve, it's your time, man. You're going to, you're up. I'm up. You are up. Read your chapter, and I'm interested in your take on it. Page
1: 123, chapter right. 84. Too many eggs. Do you have too many eggs in too few baskets? I'm talking about vendors here. Mm. Have you experienced the vendor that turned cold? Ever had a vendor turn on you? It happens, and when it does, it can be disastrous for your business and your profits. There's a fine line between carrying too many vendors and too few. Here are a few questions to ask yourself. Am I having trouble meeting the minimum shipping quantity on a regular basis? You might have too many vendors or the wrong vendor. Does your vendor open new dealers in your marketing area with no regard for your business? Mm-hmm. If yes, the vendor probably needs to go. I qualify the, with this. Are you giving your vendor a substantial amount of business? If yes, you need to make sure the vendor is treating your business with the respect it deserves. Is your margin eroding with a vendor? This usually happens because of too much competition. I would voice my concerns to the vendor along with the timetable for correction. If uncorrected, the vendor gets the boot.
0: Oh, I can see the hate emails now coming my way. <laughs> so,
1: you know, there, there's a couple couple companies that are no longer on my floor and the reps uh, know who they are right? I mean, because they open open too many dealers close to me. Right. Um, and, I mean, kudos, right? I mean, everybody has their business that they have to get. Just know, I mean, in today's environment, it's highly competitive and, you know, we can go other places. Especially right. with, with all the bed in the box, right? I mean, with companies like Diamond and and a few others that I won't I won't mention because but I mean we can bring in high quality beds and we don't need you anymore uh, if if you're not going to treat us with the due care and respect that uh, we deserve in my opinion so um, and then you know are, are the margins eroding and I think that's what we really saw uh, with Corsicana. Right. Boy,
0: yeah. I, I love seeing that uh, copy dog-eared like that, Steve. That's the sign of somebody that's using that book. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So when I was at Randy's place, guess what I saw? I took a picture of it. I saw a stack of these books. I'm like, what do you need three or four of those books for? I go, thank you, number one, but why? He goes, everybody that starts with me has to read it. And I go, it's not a sales book. It's a marketing book. He goes, I don't care. It's a good book that everybody should read.
1: (laughs) You know, so the book I start people on is,
0: uh, you know, Jerry Morse. Oh, I love Jerry Morse. Yep. Spring Training is an absolutely phenomenal book. And that is a book everybody should be started on. I agree with that. So, uh, yeah, that's my that's my go-to right now. So I wish Jerry wasn't, uh, I wish Jerry wasn't re... Dog, dog ears are smart ears, says Pat Tinney. Yes, dog ears are smart ears. I've never heard that before. Yes, early in the day, I've accomplished my one goal that I have every day, and that is to learn something new. Thank you, Mr. Tinney. Appreciate that. Finish that thought.
1: Finish that thought, Pete. What? I finished my thought. No, I mean, you got distracted
0: by Patrick. Walk me back. Where was I? It's gone like a butterfly. I'm 61, dude. Jerry Morris. Oh, I love Jerry Morris. I love all his books. I helped him promote his books because I thought they were invaluable to the industry. I'm sad that he has retired and that basically he doesn't want anything to do with the mattress industry. Because I would love to have him on my show as as a guest. He, he, there's a dude uh, that gave so much of himself. Uh, his heart, his soul, his creativity to the industry. He he was one and I wouldn't say of a few because there's a lot of good dudes and dudettes in our industry. There really are. There's a few bad apples, but mostly it's an industry of good people. But Jerry is just a star in my eyes in terms of what he gave to the industry in terms of creativity. You know, he was not a, a, a process guy. He was, he was really about giving tactics. And if you look at my, my book, this isn't a process. This, you could start with the last... As a matter of fact, I tell people, start with my last chapter. Start with the last chapter and then go to the first chapter. Because as you read through the book, if you don't read the last chapter, you're going to go, how am I going to do all this stuff? And the last chapter answers that question, how are you going to do all that stuff? But uh, no, Jerry was uh, nothing but good for our industry. He was not married up with anything. You never heard him say a bad word about anything or anyone. Just super, super positive a guy that probably should have sold millions and millions and millions of books but didn't because our industry in general suffers from mavenitis. And that is the idea that I know it all. And newsflash, you don't know it all. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you run a multi-million dollar company. Nobody knows it all. And we should all be students of our industry. We should all be learning uh, trying to learn from everybody that we come into contact with every minute of every day. We should be hungry and thirsty for knowledge, and that's the end of my speech, Steve. I'm sorry. To
1: jump in there, Pete. You know, you you just said, <laughs> we, our industry suffers from a bunch of no dolls, right? And uh, yes, and we've seen that, right? Trying to fill the masterminds group. Um, I know, no, you, no mavens allowed. That should be no
0: mavens allowed.
1: <laughs> and in talking with, uh, you know, Jeff Janakobo, a uh, good deal. And just trying to understand man, there. Yes, rectangles, composition, not a ton has changed. Um, if anything, mattresses built today are not as good as they were 20 years ago, in my opinion.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, manufacturers have found a way to make everything cheaper and last less and I mean
0: if you unload your truck you know this to be true I'll, I'll never forget this when they when they
1: get light and when when one person can unload a king you know a, a king mattress and throw it around like nothing you know something's wrong the steel yeah. you know yeah orders. but um beyond that I think you know mattress store owners in particular are afraid to invest in themselves, not yeah. knowing that I mean, right? Our ours. I'm trying to think of well, like where where do we go in the next ten years as mattress store owners? Right. I mean, I just signed a five year lease, and we we keep trying to think of at one point, uh, is there going to be a need for the mattress store? Um. So trying to figure that out and how we do this omni channel thing. Like, I can assure you that, I mean, you need input, right? I mean, you need input. You can hire the world's best marketers, but they don't understand mattresses. Right. Right? right. Um, you can hire the world's best website designers, wow. um, but that doesn't mean that they understand marketing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's groups like Nationwide that put most of it together for you, Um, but most of it, I mean, you have to understand where you're going in particular, if you're under five stores, you have to understand it. Um, and if you're over that, I mean, you're paying people a lot of money, um, to know something that you probably should be able to, to verify.
0: Right. I mean, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's why I've always said, whether you're a single store owner or you own a hundred stores, you need to understand marketing. And the bigger you are, the better you need to understand it. And you need to be able to evaluate whether or not the people you're hiring are doing the correct things. You should know that they're doing the correct things before you even hire them with a few well-placed questions, right?
1: I mean, the, the interesting thing is, is we hire these people uh, in, in agencies in particular, and you know they take 20% off the top. Um, that's 20% of your money that's not being spent towards your ad spend. So if you knew what you were doing, and you don't have to be very good, you just have to be adequate, you're still going to get a better response than that person that's taking 20% from you. Okay, also... So- if you're dealing with old school advertising and you're still paying your cost per thousand, um, you'd understand that. I mean, I can put in a whole bunch of wrong keywords to intentionally drive up, uh, the number of people that see my ad that are completely irrelevant to selling anything. Exactly. So, I mean, there's lots of things to be considerate of, uh, these days. And, uh, Placing blind trust in somebody else to do it for you. Right. Um, without knowing what to check and inspect and, and what other people are actually getting. Um, I mean, that's tough. Also, I think when we look at the mavenitis, uh, right. When we think of these people that are know it alls, really they're afraid to share what works because they don't want to generate competition. Well, the reality is, and I learned this a long time ago when I was in the financial services business, I rented office space to other people that did the exact same thing as me. I just had a lot of office. I had a big office. So I had a lot of extra offices. And these people would follow me around on a daily basis and try and figure out, hey, Steve, what are you doing? I would tell them exactly what I'm doing. Exactly. There's no, I mean, no secret to it. And, uh, they couldn't replicate the the results, right? They couldn't. They could never outsell me. Why? Why couldn't they outsell me? One, they weren't as passionate about the product. Two, they didn't know as much about the product because they weren't willing to put in the time.
0: Mm. And three, I'll outwork you every day of the week. So that goes to Pat Tinney's comment. Did you see the comment that Pat did just? You have to go see how a mattress is made. I did. It made a big difference. And, and Pat, just so you know, this is a guy in Steve, Steve likes to go to mattress factories. He likes to touch the foam. He likes to get his hands on the raw components because he's evaluating it. And, uh, I'm sorry, Steve, you should speak to that, not me for you.
1: I've been to the majority of factories that manufacture all of my... I have not been to uh, the Simmons plant up in Seattle, um, right. but I've been to the Serta plant. I've been to um, I've been to a lot of factories. And biggest reason... I mean, I don't care how you make a mattress. Nobody makes the mattress unique, right? I mean, right. Um, it's really... The only thing that makes the mattress unique is the ingredients that you put into it. Yeah. So, when you're using... You know, cheap foam and cheap coils. And I mean, that's where I'm interested. I, man, I go to the raw ingredients piles. Huh? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the coolest plant I saw uh, to date, biggest, I mean, the best run operation uh, on a, man, it was just really cool. And I really don't like the company. So I won't even mention their name. Uh, they, they treated me like crap. So if you follow me on Facebook, you know who it was. Um, they have the best manufacturing facility. I, I mean, conveyor belts. And I mean, I bet every, they have forty embroidery machines. Everything was popping. But the ingredients, I mean, it, it looked good. It looked good. It still looks good. It pops out of the box sometimes. Um, <laughs>
0: Uh oh, Steve, so. you're killing me here, brother. It's about hunger, Steve and Pete. Yes. Um, there's a book that Pat um, wrote. I think I sent it to you, Steve. Perpetual Hunger. It is the best title of any book because that is literally the story of my life. Literally the story of my life. I've always been hungry. I've always wanted more. I've always been willing to pay the price. And Steve said something earlier. You have to be willing to invest. And nobody's going to outwork him. And, and I feel the same way. You, you want to outwork me? Go ahead. Be prepared not to sleep. Be prepared. Uh, because I've been doing this for 40 years, guys. I've got my I've got it down. So guess what? You try to outwork me, you'll end up in a ditch <laughs> and I'll be laughing at you, dude. I mean, so
1: when you, when we look at that, right, Pete, I mean, we were, we were talking about, you know, our little exchange on, on Facebook, right? Um, I was told as a kid, I was more likely to go to prison, uh, than to call <laughs> him. And, uh, I was told it, I'd never be a salesman. <laughs> and that was probably, that was probably true at the time. I mean, I was, I, I was a troubled young, young kid and, uh, but they, yeah, they kind of wrote me off, but man, uh, I had some good people eventually speak some life into me and it, it changed, uh, the outcome. So, yeah. Um, You can't, you can't outwork somebody that started at the bottom. That's, you know, like, I mean,
0: I grew up
1: in a single wide trailer. You ain't outworking me.
0: Right. Right. So, you know, you uh, posted that in, in, in my group and, you know, I do a bad job talking about my group. Join uh, Pete Primo. What is it? Sales and marketing. It's a little, little tiny Facebook group that I share inspirational stuff, stories, whatever is at the top of my mind. Um, Anyway, so this is what happened. Uh, I was working um, at a store. And while I was working at the store, I had two other jobs. I was still the chief of security at BW. um, And I was, um, I had three jobs. And there was a time um, where I hadn't slept for like three days. And I was, uh, I was probably the world's worst salesman, Steve, truly. And so my, my father in law um, friend was my boss. And he said, You know, your, your, your son in law is, is a good boy. He's going to be successful, but he's never going to be a salesman. And that was true. It was 100% true. So anybody who is wondering why you're not having success right now, look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you doing everything you can to be successful? Because I wasn't. I I had a lot to learn. And what he said was true. Now, here's the irony of irony, Steve. You'll love this. That gentleman's name is Joe Shebik. And God God rest his soul, he's passed on now. Uh, Joe came to me and I was the assistant manager at Cronheim's Furniture and he was a salesman. <laughs> he comes up to me and he says, You know, I had my doubts about you when you first started. He goes, But I've seen you done very well and I'm very proud of you. And I said, Joe, if you're worried about my memory, my memory is 100% fine, but everything that you said to George was 100% true. And we are fine. So don't look over your shoulder. Don't worry. If you need something to win with, you come to me and I'll give it to you. And that was that. Uh, But it it was funny how sometimes the good Lord makes things come full circle, right? Because I was his boss instead of me being his boss, which was funny. I grew up in a steel town, Steve. I am with you. Yeah, Pat. When you read, uh, you cannot read Pat Tinney's book and get through the first three chapters with a dry eye because it talks about, you know, what Pat went through. It talks about his father dying young. It talks about him hitchhiking uh, to his jobs because he didn't have a car. So, Steve, I'm thinking about opening up a second store. What's the advice besides don't do it? If they feel like they need to do it, what can they do to make their life a little bit easier that you've just learned that while it's fresh in your mind? Um, negotiate that contract well. Okay. Re-
1: um, set a reasonable expectation for your opening dates under today's circumstances. Um, have some money and yeah. don't finance anything. I mean I that's the you know that was part of the other reason why it's taken me a little while to to go back to two stores. I had two and then closed one and merged and blah 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 and now you know we're almost 4 years later we're opening another um, but part of that is uh, money, right? And it's to do it right it's expensive.
0: So have you ever read uh, 10X by Grant Cardone? Yeah. So... Well, Grant, but go ahead. Yeah, no, listen. <laughs> I I almost didn't read it because he's not my cup of tea. No, he's Maybe. a hype man. He's a hype man, but... But but well, this idea that it's going to take... I'm mess-
1: also jealous that he found snooze and not Boise mattress, right?
0: <laughs> so anyway, uh, he talks about in that book, that things are going to cost, you know, more than you think they're going to cost, and you're going to have to put in ten times the amount of effort that you think you're going to have to put in, and things are going to come uh, slower than you think they're going to come, and so you need to put that much more effort in there. And I would just, you know, two things that you said is, you know, don't finance things, operate with within a budget, understand things are going to be more costly than you think they're going to be and they're going to take longer than you think and you're going to have to put more effort. So that's kind of where the 10x thing jumped into my head. Um and I I don't know that that's necessarily the right multiple, but it it is true that things take longer than we'd like them to take and it is true that any undertaken uh you know if you would have asked me because I know nothing about construction. I mean, I'm the least handy person in the world. Um and you told me there's 15 gallons of black paint on your ceiling, I, I wouldn't believe it. But I mean, you told me I I know you, I I trust you, I believe you. I just never I would have said, Yeah, maybe, maybe two gallons, maybe three at the most. No, no way, 15. So things do cost more. And so you probably need to have a little bit of extra money that you thought. Uh, that you think that you're not going to use, that you'll end up using, and it's probably going to take more time. So, what say you? But what say you? you know, Let's wrap this up. I, you know what I think this all points to? Seriously? It all points to your mastermind. I really believe that there is nothing better for our store owners than to get in a community of 10 other uh store owners and and the fact that you've got Stu and Randy in season two that shows me the insane value that they found um in 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 the group that they you know wanted to be part and, of the and the we next should preface right I mean I'm, I'm gonna uh, it's not free right Sure so this, group, I've never been part of a mastermind group that was. Tra- I, I no, so, I take that back. I, one time, and do you want to know what happened to that mastermind group? It fell apart. As a matter of so, fact, it never came together.
1: Season one, we did, we did uh, the free version, right, to build interest. Season two, just to, I mean, that's why we got half the group returning, is because it it's costly, right? It takes. Takes time, effort, and and most importantly, we know if you put a, if you make a, a financial investment, you're more likely to contribute and participate in, on a weekly basis. So we don't need any half-assers, right? We're right. here to to dig in for that one hour a week. We are digging into our business. Uh, we are fine tuning. Uh, we are improving, and also it's an accountability factor. Right, um, you know, but the loneliest position is at the top, right? I mean, we're all at the top in different segments of our business, and uh, whether that's you know you as a rep, right? I mean, sure. right. I imagine reps aren't giving out free advice on how to be a better rep, right?
0: And no. No, I, mean, I can't I can't do that until after I retire and I'm never gonna retire. Yeah, I mean, so I, it's it's, that, it's never gonna hard, happen.
1: <laughs> the hardest thing to do. I mean, you you wrote a book. I don't know how much it costs on Amazon. dollars oh, 1495 on the back cover here. $14. Yeah. 1495. Um, you wrote a, a great book, but this isn't the secret to success in the mattress industry. This is one of the ways to help you be successful, or a hundred of the ways to help you be successful. Um, But there's a thousand ways. Um, very Mostly, they require thought, uh, they require feedback, and the fastest way to close that loop is to participate with other people that are fairly like-minded, and that will be honest, and, and actually care. They want you to benefit.
0: Yeah. Pat, you're right. Retail is detail all day long. Um, anybody that wants to get a hold of you regarding anything that you said today, especially the mastermind, how do they get a hold of you, Steve?
1: So if you're part of the Facebook group, Uh, you can message me through Facebook. That's easiest. Or steve at uh, boisemattress.com, my email address. Um, I'm not a huge email person, so don't expect an immediate response. I check once a day. Otherwise, you get bogged down in in the minutia of garbage. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and for you reps out there, you should check your email twice a day. Uh, If you... If you're constantly checking, you're not busy enough. You need to put, you, you need to get busier. Hey, Pete, <laughs> I, like, I like when my reps respond. No, do not. Do Before not. Do <laughs> yeah.
1: So no, that's why we text nowadays, Pete.
0: Yeah, and that's true. Uh, you know, uh, I I tell everybody when they start doing business with me, if it's urgent, text me. If it's important, but doesn't require an urgent response. Um, email me. I check my email twice a day, and you know sometimes it's more than that, but that's basically twice a day. So one of the things that I'd like to say to anybody that's thinking about doing the mastermind, when I've been in masterminds before, you would have thought that when it was my turn to talk and it was my turn to have the other mastermind people give me feedback that. Those were the most brilliant ideas that the world's ever seen. And that's what let helped lead to my success. And I would tell you, I received excellent ideas from people who were open and honest and trying to help me. And a lot of those ideas did help me be more successful. But the best of the best ideas were when somebody else was in the hot seat and somebody else was... And I wrote down ideas based off of that. And it wasn't the exact thing. I, I I just basically looked at the idea and I said, that's a really good idea, but, you know, it's not going to work the way it is. How do I take that and make it into something that works for me? And those were the ideas that had the biggest impact. So, and I mean, so we, we don't
1: operate exactly like a traditional mastermind um, because we cover certain topics each individual covers a topic uh, every week so you have your your week where you're presenting and receiving right um, so it's a, it's slightly different intentionally um, but yes sometimes the best way to learn is to teach mm-hmm. so That's we true. We bring that out in our group, right? I mean, everybody must teach. That's awesome.
0: Guys, join the Facebook group. That's all I got to say. And if you are ready to take your business to the next level, join season two of Mattress Minds. Get a hold of Steve and he will uh, guide you through that process. If you are a maven, no need to apply. If you are a student and you want to learn, no, Steve, no it all.
1: You. Feel free to join us. I w- I am not afraid to tell anybody to shut up.
0: <laughs> if you want to pay money to be told to shut up, join the Master Mattress Minds. <laughs> Steve, you uh, you you are you're not making a great commercial here, but. Listen, uh, you know what diverse people who have diverse angles that come at the business different ways are invaluable in a, in a mastermind. Like the worst thing that could happen is that we all be from the same store with the same ideas that, that is a disaster because nobody grows, um, Great show. Well done, gents. I know, Pat, you're saying that the show's over, and I agree. The show is over. You
1: get the last word because
0: you are the guest. Steve, what are your last words? Oh, sell some rectangles, people. All right. Oh, sell a million. Sell. You're right. You're so right. Sell a million. Thank you for being with us, Steve. As always, you're a blast. And folks, I am sorry I ran late. Uh, We made sure that we gave you at least an hour and poor Chris is dying a million deaths because he should be eating his lunch right now. So Chris Stone, thanks for all you do for producing the show. And Steve, thank you for being my guest this week. Appreciate everything you do for the Pete Primo show and appreciate everything you do for the industry, Steve.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Pete.